Okay, and today we are looking at a rainy start to the day with uh, temperatures right now at 58 degrees and uh, rain likely, even some uh, possible claps of thunder here and there. We're only looking at a high of 62, so you might want to opt for uh, some pants and maybe even a long, light long sleeve shirt today. Uh, we got about a 100% chance of getting wet. Tonight, uh, the rain chances drop down to about 20%, but it's going to stay cloudy overnight with lows getting down to the uh, lower or mid to lower 50s. And tomorrow, it looks like the sun's going to come back out with a high of 69 degrees. Looking out through the rest of the week, it's not too shabby. High of 72 and uh, sunny on Monday. 79 for Tuesday and sunny. Mostly sunny with uh, 81 on Wednesday, 83 Thursday, 81 on Friday. And then the temperatures start taking a slow drop back down again. Uh, all nice days. So it looks like we got some nice weather in store for us. We'll be right back here at 1410 WIZM, The Plant Doctor Show, in just a minute. Go ahead and give us a call. Shoot me a text. The number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914. He was born in the summer of his 27th year Coming home to a place he'd never been before He left yesterday behind him You might say he was born again You might say he found the key for every door When he first came to the mountains his life was far away Good morning. Welcome to 1410 WIZM and the Plant Doctor Show. And, you know, before we get going into the Plant Doctor Show this morning, I'm going to do something that I don't think I have ever done in my 20 some odd years of doing this show. I'm actually going to do a Dan's deal. Uh, and uh, Dan wanted me to do this because it. Uh, his friend sent him this and things got a little bit hectic towards the end and he couldn't fit it in. And I said, Hey, I'll do it for you. But, uh, Lowell, uh, his daughter has a garage sale today with, uh, clothes, household items, shoes, gadgets. Uh, there's all sorts of photos on Facebook. Uh, well, I guess that would be for Dan to see, uh, but the address of this uh, garage sale is 332 O'Fallon Court in West Salem. And let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, he goes on to talk about some other things, but that much I'm not going to go into. Okay, on to the Plant Doctor show. Now, where the heck did I put my mouse at? Is it still on my... Ah, I found it. Yeah, I'm a little bit discombobulated too. I'm sorry. Oh, but now on to the Plant Doctor show. You know, I love lacrosse in the Cooley region. And I'm sorry to say, though, I've got to take a stand about this. Uh, and this is not just because I'm originally from New York. Honestly, it's not. But... This past week, I was reading that lacrosse was named one of the best places in the country to view autumn colors uh, from. And, you know, I don't want to sound like a snob 
or whatever. But whoever made that list seriously needs to get out more. Uh, don't get me wrong. We have pretty colored, uh, pretty color spots in this area. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the, the bluffs are gorgeous come uh, autumn. However, what we view around here is nothing compared to the literally breathtaking views that the Northeast and the Rocky Mountains get. I mean, the maples and the birches in uh, the Northeast and uh, the aspens out in Colorado, I mean, they will literally take your breath away at peak. Uh, You know, we get, oh, wow, that's pretty, but out there, it's just like phenomenal. So, uh, and the reason is that we don't get the weather which is needed to bring all the trees to peak at the same time. Uh, out here, it's staggered uh, almost always. And, you know, all trees will eventually change their color. Uh, actually, they don't change their color. They're showing their true colors, which have been hiding all season long behind chlorophyll. And as the green of the chlorophyll gets absorbed back into the tree, the true colors shine through. And different trees start this process at different times if left just to uh, being triggered by the amount of sunlight that the tree gets. Uh, if that's the only thing that's doing it, the trees will all ha- it will happen at different times. And that's what happens around here. Uh, but there's other factors that come into play. And now, like I said, that this change will occur, but to make it happen all at once, it's going to take a couple of things to happen simultaneously. And first, you're going to need sufficient, well, this one's actually beforehand, you're going to need sufficient rainfall throughout the summer. The drier the summer, the less intense the colors are going to be. And this happens because of less moisture in the tree makes the change go slower. Uh, the sap is what carries the chlorophyll back up inside the tree again. So, obviously, if you don't have enough sap, it's going to be a slower change. And uh, the result is a duller appearance in the tree because it goes a lot slower. And the reason why it seems a lot duller is since the colors are changing slower, if you get a really quick change, You've got those bright, intense colors that are going to be out there for a while. Now, the chlorophyll contains sugar, and everybody knows that sugar makes things decay. And uh, the, sh- the sugars and such that are left uh, remaining in the leaf with the chlorophyll, uh, as it's slowly being pulled away from the leaf, will start to break down the leaf a lot quicker. And that's why uh, if a tree doesn't change very quickly, it always looks dull and less vibrant than one that se- seemingly changes overnight. And, you know, that's the way that happens. Now, the other thing, that, one of the other things that you need are nighttime temps to drop down between 32 and 25 degrees. This signals, uh, it creates a signal to the tree that winter's on its way and it needs to suck up that chlorophyll quickly. And followed by those uh, cooler nights, you need to have days that are bright and sunny. This way, the sun will thaw out those smaller branches uh, very quickly in the morning, and sap starts flowing again, and it carries the chlorophyll with it. And like I was saying, it's very rare for these, uh, this area to get all three things that are needed in the same year. We get parts of them, but usually not all of it together. 
And but the upper northeast and the Rockies get these conditions routinely. And that's the reason why they get the much more vibrant colors than we do here. And uh you know, if anybody's ever looking for a place to go to uh to check out fall colors and you've got the cash to get out of uh, town for a bit, go to New York. And when I say New York, I don't mean the city. But, you know, go up into the Catskill Mountains, the Adirondacks. Go out to uh, Vermont or New Hampshire, Maine, uh, even uh, western Massachusetts and Connecticut. All those areas are beautiful, and uh, they're unsurpassed as far as uh, fall colors goes. But, okay, back to the uh, Meat of the Plant Doctor show. Uh, Today I wanted to talk to you about something that I get asked a lot of about this year actually it's two things moles and grubs and uh, you can't talk about one without the other uh so uh, i figured we cover that but as always if you got a question about anything that's green or growing go ahead and give me a call we've got somebody uh, they hung up so we're gonna go ahead and go over to this line here they just called in so uh Let's see what they got to say. But again, the number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914. Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? Hello, this is Mike. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. What can Uh, I do for you? Do you have a way to uh, get rid of the uh, sprouts around the base of a basswood tree? It's a real (laughs) problem with my one rental. I've got a couple of those, and they, they just don't seem to mow those off when they mow the grass. So is there something you can put around them or do something chemical? Unfortunately, no. Uh, not unless you're willing to kill a tray. Uh, because the, they're sucker growth, and you could uh, spray them with a Roundup or something like that or um, any type of 2,4-D product like Weed Be Gone. Uh, that yeah. will definitely kill them off, but unfortunately then it's going to go inside the uh, tree proper and start damaging that. So the only oh. real way is to go ahead and keep snipping them back. Use a yeah. pair of pruners. There is no decent way. Generally, it's a sign in most uh, trees, it's a sign that there's something going wrong with the tree. Uh, they start setting up sucker growth in a lot of instances. Uh, apple trees are notorious for it when the trees start to get old and not do so good. And I'm not meaning the tree is in danger of dying right away, but it's just generally a sign of something else going on with it. So you might want to keep your eyes open for that. But uh, there's nothing else you can do, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, this is an older tree, large, and it's been dropping stuff on the ground for years. Mm-hmm. And I think it's slowly dying. Um, yeah. Anyway. Well, thank you for your uh, the information. Okay, I wish I had better stuff, better info for you, but unfortunately, it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Have a good day, Michael. You too. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. And uh, yeah, our number down here at Wisdom is six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Uh, let's see. Do we have? Yeah, we'll go ahead and take a short break here, and we'll be right back here at fourteen ten WIZM in just a couple of minutes. Go ahead and give me a call. Shoot me a text. Again, the number is six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Now it's time to call. Oops, and we are back, and we had one caller coming over the break, so we're going to go right back to the phone lines. But we've got two open ones too, so please go ahead and give me a call. 
don't wait to the end of the show like so many do because then I can't get everybody in. Number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914, and that's a talk or text line. And again, it's 608-785-7914. Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? Hi, this is Chris. Hey, Chris. How's it going? No, not too bad. What can I do for you? Um, that last caller that you had about the uh, suckers around his basswood tree, mm-hmm. up until about a year ago, I agreed with you 100% that there's nothing that you can do about them except cut them off. And then I was in a garden store up in Eau Claire, and I saw a bottle that was called Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. And I think it's made by Bonied. I asked a lot of questions. They didn't have a lot of answers, so I bought a bottle just because... And I still haven't used it, but it's there. <laughs> Hang on for one second. I'll look it up for you, okay? Okay. Uh, you think it's Bonod? I think so. Sucker uh, Punch Bonod. Uh, there it is. And you're right. It's Bonod that puts it out. Uh, what is the active ingredient? Wow. Yeah, it's something you can't pronounce. Uh, let's see. Let's try this. Uh, resources about contact product literature. That's what I'm looking for, a label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want the product label. Oh, I hate these things. (laughs) You're not the only one. Uh, Oh, there. It's opening up. Open you, D, 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 D. How do I make this get bigger? Holy crap. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Ethel Naphthal. Whoa. Uh, I'm usually pretty good at uh, saying these, too. Naphthal. Acetate. Uh, okay, we're going to call that MPT. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, naphthia is what is found in lighter fluid and mothballs. Uh, acetate is just the uh, the carrier for it. Uh, so it is spirits of naphthia, which will kill a plant. Very honestly. It's not going to kill it uh, super quickly. Well, put it like this. I don't know if it's going to kill it, but it's not going to be good for it. Might be a little well, bit better than... Well, that's the whole f- point. It, uh, <laughs> the, the best I could come with the research that I did was that it's a strong... It's kind of like um, Roundup on, uh, on Valium. <laughs> it's just kind of... <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it's it. It's not on steroids. It's on Valium. Um, it just kills the, the suckers, but it doesn't travel all the way into the tree to kill it. Uh, no, naphthia shouldn't be as uh, systemic as Roundup. Or, right. Uh, but it's still, I mean, the th- reason why, uh, Chris, I would not opt to go this route is, like I said well, to a Mike before. Well, that's why I haven't used it yet. <laughs> the reason why 
is because sucker's uh, growth on a tree is usually a sign that something else is going bad with the tree already. Well, so it's under, I disagree it's already under with you stress. a little bit on that. Um, I grow a lot of apple trees, and some rootstocks are just prone to suckering from the very first day. Mm, okay. Um, and this tree that I've got the sucker problem on is actually a service berry. Okay. And the city planted it in my boulevard. I thought, hooray, an edible fruit tree on my boulevard. And then it started creating this bush. Well, all my fruit grower friends said, cut off the top and leave it a bush, then you can pick them all. Uh, But my wife doesn't like that idea. (laughs) Okay, uh, and the reason why it's not doing good on your boulevard? uh, Oh, it's doing great. Well, it's pushing up sucker growth, and believe it or not, it is being stressed. Because uh, apple service berries like to throw out roots, and they throw them out for a wide area. And uh, it's being that is being retarded by the sidewalk in the street. So yeah, but it started doing this from very year one. Mm, okay, and it's only been in my boulevard for three or four years. Mm, okay, so uh, if you want to use it, it's not going to do any very quick killing harm to the uh, tray, not with naphtha at least. But uh, again, uh, that the reason why i don't like to use any of the sprays on them is because generally it's a sign that the tree is already in stress uh granted yeah i wasn't even gonna they... spray it hmm. what by the stuff? Um, I, i'm just gonna brush apply it or or something because oh, okay. I've, I've got other plants around it that i don't want to affect mm-hmm. hey it sounds like it will definitely affect other plants too if you uh, overspray it yeah if uh, you have grass uh leading up to the edge of it it'll kill the grass that's without a doubt. Oh, I don't mind that. Okay. I like less grass. <laughs> less to mow and trim. Yep. <laughs> More room for flowers. Mm-hmm. There you go. But that'll kill the flowers, too, for that matter. So, yeah, that's not that great. But... At any rate, I just wanted to bring that to your attention and uh, add okay. a little nugget of information to your quiver. Okay, thank you much. Greatly appreciate it. Take care. You have a great day. Bye-bye. And that gives us one more caller and two open lines. And like you say, not it's not always a sign that, and he's right, that uh, suckers are a sign that the tree's going south. But uh, I'd say 90% of the time it is. And, uh, you know, the how far it's gone south, who knows. But, okay, that caller there... That one hung up, and this one called in. Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? This is Judy. Hi, Judy. How are you? I am just fine. And yourself? Doing great. What can I do for you? A week or two ago, someone called in about getting their hydrangeas to blossom, Mm -hmm. and you mentioned to spray them with something? No. No? Mm -hmm. I, I was thinking a desiccant sprayer. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Uh, that was for protecting them over the winter. And, uh, yeah, hydrangeas could definitely use that. It's called an anti-desiccant. An anti-desiccant. Yes, desiccant uh, means to dry. So this is to keep anti, mean, you know, to keep it yeah. from drying. And basically uh, what an anti-desiccant uh, spray does is it protects it from getting freezer burnt over the winter. Okay, I think that's what I need because I don't cut them off. I think they're supposed to bloom on old, but nothing ever comes. They, they're dried up come spring, and I never get any blossoms on it. And do you, okay, do you ever prune off the old blooms? 
The old blooms? I never get any blooms. Oh, okay. Uh, then, yeah, you're probably getting an issue with that. Uh, how much sunlight does it get? Well, in the summertime, there is shade quite a bit of the time lately. Um, morning and afternoon. I would say probably better than 50% is shade probably mm, now. That might be part of your issue. Uh, hydrangeas uh, do best in filtered to uh, brighter sunlight. Uh, they do not like to be out in intense bright sunlight, but uh, they need the sunlight in order to bloom. Uh, the other thing is, uh, like you said, it could be, uh, you know, the tips, uh, branch tips are dying. So go ahead and hit it up with an anti-desiccant. If you can, thin out the branches around it uh, to allow a little bit more sunshine into it. And, uh, you know, make sure it doesn't get stressed out uh, throughout the season. Uh, give it some, you know, make sure it gets watered. Uh, if we go into dry period, uh, you can go ahead and feed it as well. Be careful what you feed it, though, because you can change the color of a hydrangea. Uh, anything that is acidic will make it turn blue. Anything that's alkaline will make it turn pink. Right. So, and mine is supposed to be blue, so I know it needs acidic, but I... That's I'm, not necessarily true. Uh, they're all the same bush. Pardon? That's, they're all the same bush. Uh, it's not supposed to be blue. They're Mother Nature's uh, pH testers. Uh, oh. They were grown in acidic soil. That's why it was blue. Okay. okay. But the same plant grown in alkaline soil can be pink. Uh, I've actually taken a uh, hydrangea and put lime on one side of the plant and uh, sulfur on the other side and had two different colors on the same bush. Okay. So, yeah, it it doesn't have to be that color. You can go and oh. switch it back and forth if you want. I would just be happy to get some blooms on it. The bush is beautiful. It, okay, I'm going to have to let you get nice going, though. Size, nice shape. I'm, I'm going to have to let you get leaves. going. I'm sorry, uh, but we're up against the news right now, so i got to get going here. We'll be right back here at 1410 WYZM, the Plant Doctor Show, in just a minute. Give us a call. Number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914. CBS News Special And will absolutely use his gift cards in it. You want yours? Go to the website, WIZMnews.com. Click on Win Stuff, fill out Listener Lunch, and join Jamie Schmidt at Big Boar Barbecue. And we are back. And uh, I know I just promised uh, this next caller that they're going to be first, but I had a text come in, and it's a really quick one. Hi, Mike. Is it too early to trim an arborvitae hedge? Thank you. Uh, no name on this one, but I would go ahead and wait a little while on it. Uh, you want to, I'd say after, as Halloween starts creeping up, that's about the best time to, uh, head it up. Uh, there'll be a lot less sap inside the wood. Okay. On to our caller. And that gives us, uh, two open lines and no text. 608-785-7914 is the number. Good morning. You're on the plant doctor show. Who's this? Uh, this is Steve. Hey, Steve, what can Good. I do for you? This last spring, my my lilac bushes bloomed out with leaves and flowers. Mm -hmm. All the leaves fell off here in the last probably month. And last Sunday, I noticed I have blooms again. And yesterday, <laughs> I noticed there's leaves coming out again. What is going on? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, ever since you know, like 2020, uh, the world's gone to hell. And you know, why should the lilacs be any different? 
okay, what's going on with lilacs? And this is a relatively new phenomenon, all joking aside, uh, that has been seemingly happening in this area for the past couple of years. Actually, it's been going on since before 2020. Uh, since about 2018, I'd say. And that is lilacs that got hit while they were blooming or just coming into bloom with a late freeze or a heavy frost uh, are the ones that seem to do this. And what I'm thinking is happening is the plants have not had a chance to do their thing for the year. Uh, and there's a reason why plants go into bloom. It's so they can, you know, propagate and, uh, you know, grow new lilacs. And if they don't get the chance, most plants will restart the process again. And for some reason, lilacs, you never used to see this happening, but, uh, the past five or six years, uh, it has been happening in this area. Last year, it hit me really hard, and uh, my lilac, it was gorgeous. I mean, I pruned this back the year before. Uh, I was out there. I, I was going anal retentive on this thing, pruning it back perfectly, uh, you know, after the uh, previous uh, bloom. And the next seasons, uh, it had so many buds on it. It was just been phenomenal. And the day that those buds should have opened, we had a freeze. And it killed off every stinking uh, yes, we had. bud that we had. And uh, I was really ticked off. But uh, last fall, it bloomed like it was springtime again. Uh, it was a gorgeous uh, you know, uh, pr- presentation of flowers. Uh, the only difference is that I found is there was very little scent to it, uh, where lilacs generally have you know such a good, strong, uh, sweet smell to them. There was very, very little of that in the fall bloom. But I think that's the reasoning behind it. it they're just trying to make up for lost time that they uh, had the spring. They probably got hit by a frost of spring, and it's just gone through the change already. So what can we do about it? Leave it. Uh, do not prune the branches uh, back. Do not prune the dead blooms back. Uh, because I was wondering what to do about this uh, myself. And I found that if you would have pruned them back, you would have probably uh, wound up uh, cutting off any chance of having a bloom next season. And hey, uh, bran- I've never, I've never uh, cut these back at all. Oh, okay. They've got to be 40 years old or more. Okay, so good. Uh, I would just leave it go then. And uh, because this year, uh, after that fiasco that we had last year and the late, beautiful late bloom that we had, we had another gorgeous blooming this spring. Actually, it's the best bloom that our uh, bushes ever had. So, uh, yeah, I would just leave it go, enjoy the flowers for the fall, and don't worry about it. Okay, I'll not lose sleep anymore. There you go. <laughs> okay, Steve. Okay, bye. Thanks for calling. And, yeah, that's been something that's been happening uh, throughout the area quite a bit. And, like I said, uh, this year's bloom on our lilac bush was probably the best that it's ever been. Right, Jerry? Yes. 
Yeah, it was everything that we hoped for last year came through this year, and it lasted so long too, uh, because we finally had a decent spring. We didn't go from you know winter to uh, ninety degrees right away. But we have one more caller. No more text. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine, and that's not a caller there, but this one here might be. Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? Good morning. This is Tom. Hey, Tom. How goes it? Pretty good. What can I, I do for you? I have a question regarding some uh, trees we have, and the uh, uh, they've been getting hit with the lawnmower. Uh, they were plant. They were planted about three years ago, and they were uh, you know semi mature trees then. One's a maple and an aspen. I think two are maples and an aspen. Okay. And, of course, they're getting getting the scarring around the bottom there and wondering if there's anything I can do or if it's going to cause problems. Um, they still look healthy right now. In fact, the maple is starting to turn from the green to the red. Okay. Now, you're saying it's getting scarring. It's not getting dead wood? Yeah, it's... Okay. Uh, you know, riding lawnmower, the guy is running into it continuously, and, uh, you know, so it's kind of scarred, and, you know, it tore the bark back, and then now it's kind of regrowing around it. Okay, that's what I was trying to establish, uh, whether it was regrowing or if it was just drying off, uh, because dr- just drying off is not a good thing. Uh, regrowing scar tissue is, and the reason being is that all the nutrients for the tree, granted the deep wood, the heartwood, uh, does carry some sap, but the uh, capillary system, per se, for the uh, tree is right underneath the bark, and it's called the cambrium layer, and that's when you peel back the a bark from a tree and you find that like uh, green slimy area, that's the area that most of the sap travels through, and if that gets destroyed, then your tree is going to die. If it gets destroyed all the way around the tree, that's how uh, you can kill a tree. Is it's called girdling it. But uh, as long as it's sending up uh, scar tissue, it's regrowing that cambrium layer also underneath the scar tissue. So you're good to go. Now, for future problems, what I would do is they have these things. Uh, it will work for a smaller tree. It's not going to work that well for a bigger tree. Uh, with a thicker trunk, but they're called Volgards, V-O-L-E, guards. Uh, okay. They're like uh, plastic tubes that are split uh, lengthwise, and you go ahead and you wrap it around the uh, trunk of the tree, and it keeps uh, voles from chewing away at the bark, you know, voles and rabbits from chewing away at the bark during the wintertime. Uh, it also does great for lawnmowers and weed whackers. It will stop them from, you know, doing the damage to the tree. And that's what I would advise that you uh, put against it. Uh, If the tree is already too big for that or they grow too big for that and the problem's still occurring, uh, there's a couple things you could do. One, complain to the uh, lawn care company, very honestly. They shouldn't be doing that. Uh, I would fire a person if he continued to do that after he was uh, talked to, very honestly. Uh, there's no reason for that. Uh, it's sloppy. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, it's, it's gotten to the point where he's running into one of them, you know, I haven't really been paying attention. The problem is they don't want to get off the rider and use the weed whipper. So then, 
and he's hitting one of the trees every other week. And about three years ago, when we, I think it's three years ago when we planted them, mm-hmm. and we spent a lot of time and uh, putting the uh, the the growth hormone on there once a week, and really took a lot of care to get them up where they're at. And now it seems to be like a continuous thing. He's hitting one or two trees, and they're on the you know. A, Mm-hmm. Every week, so I, I'm actually I actually fired him. So oh, okay. <laughs> I, I yeah, it's ridiculous because uh, yeah, to know, keep the, amount, the issue the from happening. Spend for a tree and the time to plant it, haul it, and do all that. So yeah, you don't want him taken out yeah, by so some careless so worker. So kind of protect that, protect that bark on the bottom, and uh, as long as it regrows, we should be good to go. Yep, and uh, yeah, if it's pushing out that. Uh, like I said, the scar tissue, you're still safe. So you got nothing to worry about then. Okay? Sounds good. Thank you. Okay, good luck, Tom. And let's see, that's going to... Oh, we don't have any more callers. I thought we had one more there, but we do have a couple of uh, texts. Uh, let's see, how do you treat ants in the yard? Ant mounds everywhere. I've seen this in several other yards also. Thanks, Rick. Okay, Rick. Number one, ants are good. Great. Uh, Granted, they might be unsightly, uh, but ants, for the most part, are a very, very beneficial insect. I do not recommend killing ants in your yard. Now, if they get in around, like, you know, people have, uh, say, like a swimming pool and the area that they sit outside the swimming pool or whatever, you're not going to want a bunch of ant hills right there, and that I can understand. So then, you know, they will become an issue. But I would not do this to an entire yard. Uh, there is uh, any number of uh, pesticides out there will work. Seven will work very well against ants, S-E-V-I-N. Plus, that's also a brand of insecticide that you can use, or a type of insecticide that you can use on vegetables as well. So uh, the other ones that I would have recommended it have been outlawed because they're organophosphates, which was stupid, but we're not going to go there. But they were very, very good for ants as well. But again, that is not something I would treat an entire yard for. Actually, if you were to get rid of all the ants in your yard, your yard would probably die uh, because it would turn rock hard. So you don't want to do that. Uh, next text, uh, let's see here with the option of no mo may. Oh, here we go again. Uh, if flower bulbs were planted in lawn areas, is there different care required for the lawn to avoid harming the bulbs after the bulbs completed blooming? Thanks, Jay. Ah, great question. And I don't have to get into the political aspects of no, no mo may too. Uh, okay. Bulbs in a lawn are great. I have irises out in mine. My son planted some irises out in our lawn uh, a few years back, but you have to be prepared to allow the grass to grow around the bulbs. Uh, you can cut it back with a pair of shears throughout the season, fine or, you know, fine and dandy, but you cannot cut down those plants until the plants themselves die back naturally. If uh, you cut them down prematurely, they would not have done the job of storing up food inside the bulb. And that's what the leaves are doing uh, throughout the season. 
Now, this time of the year, they're going to start kicking back if they haven't already. Uh, we just mowed our peony over last uh, week, I believe it was, uh, which is not a bulb per se. It's a tuber but or a rhizome, but uh, same purpose and same ideas go behind it. Uh, I'm probably going to be mowing down uh, our irises uh, either this week coming or the following week because the leaves started to die back. Uh and once that starts to happen, you can go ahead and mow right over the top. But if you're going to have uh, bulbs blooming out there in your yard uh, and you want them to come back year after year, you have to plan on having, uh, you know, the bulbs there, even though they're not blooming anymore. Okay, we got a full contingent of uh, phone lines here, so let's go ahead and go to here. Good morning. I believe you were number one here on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? This is Mary. Good morning. How are you? Uh, doing good, Mary. What can I do for you? I have got two plants, mm-hmm. uh, outdoor plants, and there's, um, I think, an oak tree that came up in each one of them. No kidding. And, and this happened about three years ago, and I bring them in, keep them in the basement over winter, and now one of them is like a foot tall, and the other one is maybe eight or nine inches tall. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if I should transplant them outside now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm actually surprised you got them to survive this long, moving them in and out. But good for you. Uh, each year that you do that, you're taking the chance that it's not going to come back again the next year. But so I would go ahead and transplant it outside now. To be honest with you. So then, what what do I do for the winter to protect them because they're so little? The trees themselves. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, actually not that much, Mary. As long as you plant it into the ground and uh, keep it at the same level that it's at now, you know, the same ground level, you don't want to go any deeper. Uh, You know, if if you wish for the first uh, couple of seasons, you could probably go ahead and put like a rose cone over the top of it. Uh, You could spray it with an anti-desiccant spray. That would help out as well. But uh, there's not really that much that you have to do. Uh, You're coming up to the perfect time for uh, doing this uh, transplanting because this is the time of the year that the uh, trees are having their most vigorous uh, growth. Even though you're not seeing it above the ground, that's when they're sending down the roots. And that's what you want when you uh, transplant a tree. Also, it's going to be going dormant, so it's not going to be having that added stress of, uh, you know, anything happening on the uh, surface. So, uh, yeah, I would go ahead and transplant it. If you want to uh, pop a rose cone over it, go for it. Uh, but I would remove that rose cone early in the season. I wouldn't put it on until late, and I would uh, remove it early. Okay? Okay, that's good to know. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're quite welcome, Mary. Good luck with that. Let me know how it works out for you. Okay, I sure will. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, yeah, that, uh, that's the key thing with uh, trees because they're used to getting sunlight. And uh, even the fact that you're covering it for the winter can have a, a little bit of a detrimental uh, problem to it. I don't think I would worry about it a whole heck of a lot, though. Uh, but believe it or not, trees can get sunburned. And uh, by having them out there in the light constantly, you know, they build up a tan the same way a human does. 
uh, where if you have it covered for too long and bring it out into the bright sunlight, then it could take a beating. And they will actually sunburn. But we got one more caller. Uh, no text, 608-785-7914. Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? Hi, it's Rick. Hey, Rick. What can I do for you? Um, I was wondering what's the best product or items that we can place. And we have raised gardens that are uh, on pig legs, you know, up off the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them has two yards, almost two yards of dirt in it. So they're Big. fairly good sized. Okay. And uh, we're wondering what we can put in it. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, I'm assuming, you know, bags of manure this fall and uh, what we can do to enrich the soil and, and tr- try and uh, get a, a better growing product. Okay. Cow manure is always good to put in the fall. Uh, you don't want to put that in during the uh, spring because it will be too fresh and it can wind up burning the plants. But uh, by putting it in the fall, allow Mother Nature to do her thing with snow, you know, snow, sun, wind, all that good stuff. Uh, It'll help break it down and uh, tone it down a little bit. And that's a great natural way. I don't know what the composition of the soil is, so I can't really give you, you know, I don't want to say go adding peat moss or anything like that to it uh, because I don't know if it needs it. Uh it, it came from Christian's nursery. Um, I think this is our third year using it, and it was a mix of black dirt and compost that they have. Okay, so it shouldn't really need to be amended all that much. If it is starting to uh, get a little bit, uh, if the fruit's drying up, uh, fruiting capabilities are drying up a bit, yeah, go ahead and uh, give it some cow manure over the winter. You'll be good. Okay. Perfect. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. You have a great day, sir. And that's going to take us uh, to a little bit of business and some weather. And we'll be right back here at 1410 WIZM in just a minute. Go ahead and give us a call. The number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914. The Plant Doctor continues after this on Wisdom. Krat Lumber. Premium products. Superior service since 1948. The Crat Cavalry to the rescue! The aid. What you don't know about your home can cost you. Access to in-depth data is gold when buying or selling your home. With Only.com, you get the information the pros use. Real estate investors and agents would rather keep this to themselves. Unlike other real estate websites, Only.com delivers much more detailed information about a property. Knowledge is power. Need a home valuation? Get up to three with Only.com. Go for the gold. Visit Only.com. That's O-W-N-E-R-L-Y.com. Only.com. Paid for by Only. Lacrosse's official forecast. And that thermometer has not moved. Uh, we are still sitting at 58 degrees and uh, well on our way to a high of 62. So it's not going to move up much more if it does at all. Uh, winds coming out of the north at 5 to 10 miles an hour and about a 100% chance of getting some rain today. Uh, and. Uh, it looks like it's going to drop down a bit uh, this afternoon, but uh, the chance of rain is going to uh, hang on until this evening. Uh, overnight, it's going to remain cloudy, and we're going to have lows getting down around to the mid to uh, lower 50s. Tomorrow, uh, mostly cloudy skies, maybe some peaks of sunshine come afternoon with highs in the upper 60s. And uh, back to work on Monday, uh, partly cloudy skies with a high of 72, 78 for Wednesday, 81 
or 78 for uh, Tuesday, 81 for Wednesday. So some nice weather uh, coming up. And we're going to get right back. We've got three callers on hold and not much time left. Remember when I warn you about calling in at the end of the show, I hope I can fit everybody in. Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. What's your question? Uh, yes, I have a lovely maple tree that I planted three or four years ago mm-hmm. in the yard. I don't remember the name of it, but it has these lime green leaves. Okay. Anyway, they do tend to burn in the summer, the upper leaves especially, mm-hmm. uh, the upper bunch on the tree. Okay, your question? Anyway, I have three or four branches that only get leaves on, like, the first part of the branch, and the rest appears to be dead. The last couple of years, it's not leafed out all the way. Oh. Um, oh. What should I do with those? Can I trim them, or... Uh, I'd have to see the tree, uh, to be sure, but there is a disease that hits maples in the area and that sounds like it may have it. Uh, it's called verticillium wilt. Uh, what you, the best way to do is to take a dead branch from the tree when that appears uh-huh. to be dead, cut it off, <coughs> then slice that dead branch, carefully slice it on an angle. And see if there's a black line, or not a black line, but a darker colored line running through the uh, the uh, white wood. Okay. And because basically what that disease is, is it's kind of the same as hardening in the arteries in uh, a human. Okay. Um, the first half of the branch does leaf out. It's just the... the it's the inner side that's uh, getting it? Yeah. Okay. Uh... It, mm, it could be verticillium. Uh, it may not be because that usually starts at the tips and worked its way in. Uh, oh. I, mis- I misheard you. Uh, but that's also not always the case. Uh, are the trees planted in full sunshine? Uh, what was that? How much light do the trees get? Oh, a lot. Okay, that's good. Uh, and are they getting plenty of water? Oh, yes. Okay, and how often have you fed them? Not very often, okay. if ever. Uh, why don't you go ahead and start pushing some uh, food on them? Uh, oh. I wouldn't do it this year, uh, but come uh, spring, go ahead and uh, get, you know pop some tree stakes in. Uh, put them, uh, at this point, they're still smaller trees, so I would do four uh, north, south, east, and west right underneath the uh, drip line. Okay? Okay, okay. Well, thanks a lot. You're quite welcome. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. Uh, good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Uh, go right to your question, please. Um, when I called before, I got cut off. Where do I find a desiccant spray, an anti-desiccant spray, okay. and when do I spray it on my hydrangeas? Okay. You would spray it after the leaves drop, and uh, you could find it basically at any hardware uh, supply place. Uh even Home Depot or Menards would have it, uh, or any the co-op would definitely have it, uh, any uh, place that sells uh, landscape supply goods. Okay? okay? Okay, thank you. You're quite welcome. And good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Morning. Yes, uh, um, what's your question? Um, how do I control Creeping Charlie in my flower garden? Ah, in your flower garden. That makes it a little bit more difficult. 
Uh, and most people do not like my answer. Getting on your hands, knees, and weeding uh, to begin with. Uh, there is no spray you can put down that is going to take them out without taking out your flowers. But once you go ahead and get it out of your flower garden, and I would do this when the ground is uh, damp, uh, you know, so you're getting up as much of the roots as possible, okay? Now, what you can do after that is put, go ahead and put down uh, preen or something like that, uh, you know, uh, in the springtime, and that will uh, stop any new seeds from sprouting. But the kicker okay. is preen will not take out an existing plant. If it's coming up from root, it will not stop it. So it's only going to stop a new, uh, new uh, seedling from emerging. So uh, you're going to have to make sure you, you get every bit of that uh, roots out, if at all possible. Uh, otherwise, it's just going to be an ongoing issue for you. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been pulling it in. Keeps, you know, fast it grows back. It's just a real... Yeah, and the more you pull it, if you're leaving uh, behind a bunch of roots, the thicker it's going to come back, too. So I would, uh, you know, do it, uh, like, after tomorrow would probably be a really good day to do it. Okay. Very honestly. Get out there while the ground's still nice and, uh, you know, soft from the rain. Pull it up slowly. uh, Get a pair of gloves. Get a good handful of it and slowly pull it up. But that's about the only way you can deal with it, okay? Okay, that's going to take care of the show for this week. We'll be back here next week at 1410 WIZM. Until then, remember, anybody can have a green thumb. All you need is a can of paint. WIZM, Lacrosse, News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. And it is.